Welcome to Revenge of the Triforce, a podcast where three millennial nerds talk about whatever they feel like talking about, but mostly nerd stuff, because that's what they are. And if you are too, you'll love this podcast. And even if you're not a nerd, you'll love it too, because it's funny, so just listen to it. You already started listening to it. Why don't you finish something for once in your life? <clears throat> Sorry, I think that was my inner voice talking to myself. Sorry about that. Without further ado, give it up for your hosts, Jeff, Eric, and Tommy. And we're live. And we're live for us because Tommy, last time you had to give me shit that we're technically we're not live. live. We're not we're live. live. We're taping. We're yeah, not. Yeah. Well, live. here from the guy who's ripping off Howard Stern with "Hey now." So. Hey now. Yeah. Hey now. <laughs> we're taping Eric live. Oh, Eric, do the L as loud as you can. Oh, we're taping live in front of a hey live now. studio audience. Uh, audience clap and laughter. Okay, no. We're in out. New York City. Hey now. Hey. So, boys, how's it going? How's how's the week? Are you enjoying this crazy weather? We we're all in Chicago, so we're having weird eighty degree weather randomly at the beginning of April. Yeah. Yeah, we have nice chance to just make sure our AC works. Yeah, you know, because we're gonna have to. <laughs> Turn the heat back on next week, God, but now we know that it works. You struck a chord. I literally had to turn it on last night because my room was like 78 degrees. I'm like, fuck it. Oh, I yeah, can't sleep. I'm sweating. I give up. Now, Tommy, do you, for the you know, uh, gym teaching and all that, do they just want to go out this week? Is that like what the thing is? Does the angry gym teacher take the kids outside when it's 80? We have air conditioning in our school. We just got it two years ago. We just finally got air conditioning. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. In the year 2021, we finally got air conditioning in my school. So it's it's nice because before that, I mean, we would just sweat bullets. It was miserable. (laughs) Every spring, every summer, and every early fall. There was like a good three months in the middle of the school year when we were comfortable because we, you know, it was winter and the heat was on in the gym. But as soon as like late April hits, it was just so incredibly hot. And we could go outside, but outside is just all blacktop with no shade. So it's like not much better. So you can either sweat in the gym or you can bake outside in the blacktop. <laughs> so, but no, now that we have the air conditioning, we honestly, we don't go outside that much, which is kind of bad. I should probably take my classes outside more. Fuck but that, whatever. dude. I would stay inside where it's the AC is. I don't want to get sunburned. I'm too old day. to get sunburned. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Fuck that. Well, <laughs> we're all clearly enjoying the weather. And with the nice, you know, uh, weather that always just reminds us of the, the 90s. Because for me, the 90s, when I think of it, I always think of the summer because that's when we had off. So that's when we were doing all the fun, crazy sleepovers and, you know, video game nights and, and movie nights. We've all, you know, the three of us definitely had sleepovers multiple times. But I wanted to talk specifically this week about 90s movies, but not just 90s movies. I wanted to talk about the batshit crazy ones that they must have been on lots of cocaine or high or something when they made these. And the reason I'm thinking of it, because on Reddit the other day, I saw a trailer someone posted for a movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but it's got some uh, pretty famous actors in it that got their start. Denise Richards and Paul Walker. This was their first big break, and it was called Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, my where- God. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking I don't think I ever saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. He had to be, he had to have been like twelve in that movie. Am I wrong? How 
He did not look that old. He looked like he was maybe in his early 20s. Wow. <laughs> dude, still, still a hunk of hunk, dude. Still a oh, hunk of hunk. went out right now for Paul Walker, by the way. Rest yeah, in peace. Cheers, bro. Soon. You know what's funny is I, the Jeff, I've never heard of this movie until I played the 2022 video game called High on Life, which it was playing on TV. It was like a Rick and Morty created game. Um, and it was just randomly playing on TV. I thought it was a joke. And I sat there and watched it for like 30 minutes. I'm like, oh shit, this is a real movie. It's Denise Richards, Paul Walker, and there's like lights and cameras and action. So just, <laughs> it was, uh, I couldn't believe somebody made this or greenlit this. That's fucking insane. It's just, yeah, Paul Rocker, his brain gets put into an animatronic T-Rex. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's an, and it's not even a real T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, animatronic, it's not even... It's just, it's so weird. And the 90s for me, it just feels like there was a lot of this, these bizarre movies that came out. Another one, which I love, and it's is Tank Girl. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Yes. Tank Girl? Tank Girl. Uh, Tank Girl. Yep. No. I remember that one. Uh, very, like, you know, comic booky, but 90, it was just bizarre. It was bizarre. I mean, it wasn't as bizarre as, you know, Paul Rocker in a... Um, electronic t-rex but um it was still just a weird i don't know the 90s just seem like we don't see movies or tv shows like that anymore even on tv there's weird shit like beetleborgs which was a haunted house mixed with power rangers nothing made sense big bad beetleborgs yeah uh, i remember what was that one movie you always play the clip for where he's like, he's dancing, I'm hot, and you're not? Oh, yeah, Teen Witch. Uh, that was 80s, close to close enough to 90s. I mean, there was some weird shit in those two decades, for sure. Uh, that's when I think Hollywood got some money under their belt, because now, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, oh, shit, we're actually making some cash. Let's make Teen Witch. Oops. And there was another one that's really crazy, and this was 1990. I always thought it was the 80s, but it wasn't. It was... I think that this brought in the weirdness of the 90s, the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Oh, my God. That just Is, sounds uh, like a 90s movie. I remember there was it was more of a horror movie, but the Leprechaun movie, the original Leprechaun oh, yeah. from oh, 1993. And the it's it was supposed to be a serious horror gore filled movie. But just the shots and the way they made that film, it just makes, it's funny. Like, it's just, there's nothing about it that's scary. He's trying to kill people to come after their gold coins. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Aniston's in it. Holy fuck, I totally, I kind of forgot about that. Because um, she's so young in it. But, like, yes, Warwick Davis is the leprechaun. So, shout out to our good fellow listener, Warwick Davis, who's all over the Star Wars world. Um, leprechaun was one of those. The other one I thought of, it's more of a kid's movie. Really fucking weird, but it's called Prehysteria. And I feel like this, for a lot of people, might be an unlocked memory at this point, so strap in. But it's basically a movie where some kid discovers these real-life miniature dinosaurs. And they're in a yes. little box. It's, like, off of a railroad car. And now there's people, scientists, trying to come get them. But him and the dinosaurs have these schemes and like Home Alone style things happening. It was such a B-rated movie, and I don't know how or why I saw it, but there was three prehysterias. 
Like, yes, I I swear, go back and look up anybody out there when you're listening. Google prehistoric. Yeah, no, 1993, 94, and 95. Three years in a row, three prehistoria films. And it's got the kid from, uh, what's it, Last Action Movie, or Last Action Hero with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. The second one's the coolest, though. If you're going to watch one, watch the second one because it's a kid in, like, some... 15 bedroom mansion and he's got trampoline in his room and a popcorn maker and you just want to live there so anyways and one of the one of the movies eric i I can't believe you haven't brought it up yet which is just the epitome of the mid 90s with the colors and the offbeat humor and the aesthetic the whole thing i i'm kind of disappointed it's uh you know got a guy named paulie shore in it they're in uh (laughs) They're in a dome. You'd have to I narrow it down more, Jeff. Yeah. 90s movies with Polly Shore. I mean, that's... Oh, there's a dome involved. I don't know, Eric. Do you, you know what I'm Eric talking about? That Eric would love. God, I mean, all right. If we're going down the Polly War- Shore route, Polly Rorschout, um, all of his movies were just fucking bizarre, weird, and B-movies, and I love all of them. So I feel, though, that I'm trying to talk that, yeah. you know... What the hell? Because you don't get Biodome now. You nope. will never get Biodome now. In the Army now, Encino Man. I mean, Tank Girl, the main actress from Tank Girl, was in In the Army now. So a little shout out to her. But yeah, you can't go wrong with any Pauly Shore movie. Just really weird. Uh, it was kind of. It was almost like Tom Green. It was like a unique sense of humor. It was almost like a Will Ferrell before Will Ferrell. But even though Will Ferrell was in the 90s, so it's kind of, you know, I don't know. But uh, I, I just I just loved his movies, and there's a small population that does. Well, I mean, I, I'm also a huge Paulie. Maybe Shore a couple fan. thousand people. We love you, Paulie. What made? But there's to dozens you guys, like, of what us. made? <laughs> like what made the '90s these weird movies so bizarre? Was it just the color schemes? Was it the offbeat humor? Was it? I mean, what? Why haven't I, we gotten anything like that now? I mean, obviously, Tammy and the T-Rex is really batshit crazy. I have no idea who came up with that. I, but then you even get stuff like Biodome. How? What What was it? What made those movies just that decade? I got to go straight to the money and the dollar amount because most of these movies, when you look at the budget, it's like, hey, we made this movie off of $500 in a pack of Big Stripe gum. Uh, you know, or a couple million dollars and it made like 1.5, you know, they still lost money somehow. <laughs> but like, I think that was the big thing is like they had a small budget and people were willing to work for less and there's not as big of name of stars. And I think that was kind of it. And it was cool to get those. I, I, I think it's a great time in history for movies. I think we are kind of getting back to the campiness a little bit, especially with superhero movies. Because when I think of campy '90s movies, I think of the Tim Burton Batman films, and what I don't I don't know the director after him, but the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin I think was like '95 and '96. Like talk about campy; those were ridiculous. But growing up, though, if you wanted to see a superhero movie like on the big screen, your options were Batman or Batman. Like that's all we had. <laughs> those were those were the superhero movies we had as kids, and they were ridiculous. But it's all we had, so we loved it. Like I I loved going to see those movies. I couldn't wait, and I, it blew my mind. I was like, what, Jim Carrey's the Riddler. Like that's amazing. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze. Look oh, at that costume. Cool. Oh my god. I think I like that absolutely blew my mind. And then superhero movies got serious, right? And they got yeah. a little dark. We had the Dark Knight trilogy. We had the kind of beginning of the MCU. But now I feel like they're kind of circling back to that campiness a little bit. Like if you saw 
like the mo- the most recent Thor movie, uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Like that that movie was just ridiculous. Like the whole thing was just a really goofy comedy told from the perspective of Korg, who's like this ridiculous, silly character. So. I don't know. I feel like we are kind of getting back to that a little bit, especially, or at least with with so. superhero. Another good one, you know that that kind of does a lot of that. I mean, was Wayne's World. That's not in no way is it a campy movie. I mean, it's one of the greatest well, comedy. Comedy, yeah. I mean, it's you can still watch Wayne's World now, but it, it also shout it out to Aurora, Illinois, weird. where I am located right now as we yeah. speak. Oh hell but yeah! Yes, like there's no movies now that that can do Wayne's world or Tommy boy or something. They just don't exist. What? I don't know why. Was it just because the people who are in it, like you can't ever do Chris Farley again. You just can't. Well, I think, I think, or is it just because of technology and the way the world's gone, like having these two guys in their basement in Aurora, Illinois, you know, doing the show just now it's all YouTube and Twitch and just algorithms and AI making stuff that it's just, what made that time and those movies good is because the time it was set. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it's, it's the time, the society and the abilities of people at the time, right? Like you could believe two dudes in the nineties have like paid $12 to be on public access te- television at like one in the morning. Like that was a thing of the nineties. Like no one's going to yeah. fucking watch it. Hey, we got our show. It was like the cool way to do YouTube nowadays. Uh, same with like Tommy Boy and and any of those shows is like they didn't rely on like cell phones. It was like real life situations where if you get stranded on the side of the road, like you're kind of fucked, or like if a deer comes through your windshield, like <laughs> it was just all relatable stuff. And I think folks like us that grew up in the '90s, we can look back on it because we knew what it was like to live without cell phones, live without technology, and whatever. So. I mean, Tommy, I'd be mm-hmm. curious when your kids grow up, you show them Tommy Boy, they're probably going to be like, this movie sucks because where's the iPad? And how did they alert somebody <laughs> for help? And why are they selling brake pads? Like, don't they have why like. Why do they have to look at a piece of yeah. paper for directions? <laughs> yeah. Are there, is that a print? What the fuck is that? Is that a printer? Are they printing out paper, you know, and like tubes <laughs> shooting up money? Uh, you know, like it's just kind of one of those things where I, I think I think it was a time and place for those movies and it has a special place in our hearts. So that's where I come from. Yeah, there was lots of different genres back then. You could go see a comedy, you could go see horror. Now there's like two genres. You go to the theaters now and it's either a kids movie or a superhero movie. Yeah. Or both. Combination of both. That's and like, like really it. And like depending on the movie, like you can't solve or murder back then so quickly, right? Nowadays it's like, mm. hey, yeah. somebody murder Tommy. I'm just gonna twenty three and me him real quick. And we'll figure it out what happened. (laughs) Just check the ring doorbell footage. We're going to check his ring doorbell, his b-hole, put a Q-tip, and send it to 23andMe, and we'll figure out who it is in probably 15 hours on the app. And and movie. End scene. Yeah, movie's like three minutes long. (laughs) It's a TikTok. That's what movies are now. They're just TikToks. If it's more than six seconds. It's sad because a lot of... and, And there were great movies, comedies, before... The 90s that I can appreciate now, even though, you know, I mean, that, you know, you said technology, or like using a printer, like some really old, you know, comedies, um, even back in like the 30s and stuff, like My Guy Godfrey and stuff. That's still a great movie. I love watching that movie. Yeah, it's set in the 30s, totally a different everything. But the movie's still funny. 
I mean, there's Club Paradise with Robin Williams. That's still a great movie, even though that's, you know, um, not in the 90s and stuff like that. So there are comedies can, you know, jump a decade or so and still be funny. But I can't remember anything in the past, I don't know, five years that was a comedy that I was like, holy shit, this is like Tommy Boy Wayne's World Legendary. Or this, I can't wait to watch this again and in 10 years. I mean, even like super bad, probably like the last one that really just made me laugh in a theater. I can't think of much since then. I mean, I love watching comedy movies. I could, if I really thought about it, I could probably name in the last five, six years, maybe like 10 that I just, I find myself, it's really for me personally, for those moments, like those laugh out loud moments where they just hit some joke that I've never heard of before. That just is so clever, unique. And like, whether it's timely or not, I could give a shit, but I don't know if it's a situation or something, but like there are some pretty funny moments in, I don't know, recent comedy movies. Tommy, have you seen any lately that come to mind that were like actually decent comedies for you? No. <laughs> recent? No. Camp, uh, Camp I Jeff. No, I haven't. I mean, I, I've seen shows. There's shows that I love. There's I, I think yeah. you should leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix, which I keep trying to get Eric to watch. Like I die laughing at that. There's two seasons of it now. Highly recommend. But as far as like comedy movies, I'm completely drawing a blank right now, yeah. which kind of goes to Jeff's point a little bit. Good point. Good point. I'll be I'll be in my corner, but I'll I'll look them up. I promise I'll bring some insight to the next episode. I will look them up. But there are some movies that I laughed at pretty much out loud. Like I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, together. if you want to talk about campy movies. We gotta go. Uh, so we gotta we gotta talk about our retro movie of the week, guys. And uh, it it rhymes with Wario Brothers. <laughs> uh, Shit. Uh, and I'm not talking about the one that just came out. I'm talking about the original, the original Super Mario Brothers movie oh, that we had oh. when we were kids. So I saw I saw the new one this last weekend, and. It was great. I loved it. I didn't love it half as much as my kids loved it. I'll tell you that night right now. We went on Saturday night, and I think that movie theaters uh, didn't quite expect this movie to be so popular because it made a ton of money. It made a lot of money, and the theater was just absolutely filthy. There was just popcorn and gross shit everywhere, and I felt really <laughs> bad for the employee. It was gr- it was probably the most disgusting I've ever seen the theaters. <laughs> so it was like it was packed, and we went Saturday night, night before Easter. And it was a lot of fun. Like I said, my kids loved it. I, I'm re- with when it comes to animated movies. I'm really partial to like Disney, Pixar because they always, they do a really good job of making just good movies for the whole family. Like they throw in some adult humor and a list a tiny bit of innuendo stuff for the parents. Like this was very much like a kids movie for sure. Uh, it was more along the lines of like Minions and whatnot, but it was still Mario. You know, and if you grew up playing Mario, like you'll love it. And the thing that I love the most was the music because they hit like all the different Mario tunes. I don't know who composed this film, Jeff. Maybe you can Google that because you're better with that stuff. But man, he he must have had a blast because I'm telling you, like the scene where you see Yoshi, you hear Yoshi's music playing in the background. The scene where they when you first see Peach's castle, you hear the castle theme from Mario 64. They they played the Rainbow Road theme while they were doing the whole Mario Kart scene. Like that was the coolest Miyamoto part for me. Had a huge role in the movie um, when they were making it, so I think that's why a lot of that stuff popped up. Yeah, I mean they hit they, when he put on 
remember this is a Nintendo made movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it was fully for owned sure. and ran by Nintendo. The studio that did it is just taking directions from Nintendo, Miyamoto and all them. So it's no wonder you get all those Easter eggs in it, especially when the man himself who created it is is there helping move the project forward. So yeah. Like when he put on he put on the raccoon suit, you know, the one that lets him fly. And while he's flying in the suit, you're hearing the song from Super Mario Brothers 3, which I had uh, completely, it was gone from my memory. But like I'm watching it, watching him fly in the suit, hearing this song, and suddenly I'm like a kid again playing Super Mario Brothers. Like that's how good the soundtrack was. So like I said, it wasn't spectacular, but if you are nostal- nostalgic at all about Mario, you'll love it. So highly recommend. Yeah. But... Eric, have you are you have you seen it? Are you planning on seeing it? I am planning on seeing it. I've heard a lot of great things. I just saw my nieces and nephews uh, during Easter this past weekend, or uh, you know, a week ago, weekend now, uh, and they all saw it. They loved it. And I heard there's not just the sounds you were talking about, but there's a lot of songs in the movie too, like original, like not that it's yes. a musical, but I heard Jack that Black. there's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? Like Jack Black's such a great artist singer. He's actor. so good as Bowser. Oh, and Didn't I, care for the rest of the voices. Honestly, did not care. For, I mean, yeah, Chris Pratt as Mario. I'm still angry about that. God, but Chris Pratt. Jack Black as Bowser was he? Yeah, very good. I, I just I'm trying to think of what he sounded like. I'll I'll remember by the end of the episode. But it was he's doing some voice that was an imitation of somebody else doing that voice, and it just pissed me off in the trailer. So I definitely want to go see it though. Jeff, how about you? Uh, I, I, you know, I definitely want to see it. You guys are definitely making it sound way better than, uh, than Dave. It was very oh. Debbie Downer when he, uh, <laughs> when he talked about it. Um, but you know, I grew up with Mario and Tommy, you just saying that, oh, he puts on this, you know, um, he puts on the, the raccoon outfit and the music plays on rainbow road. Like I'm going to see it for that. And that's, you know, yeah. I think what the movie for adults is the nostalgia and for kids, the more kid themes and all that. So it, it works both ways, but the original Mario brothers. Yeah. But listen, you know, we had, we have a Mario brothers movie. Yeah. From our childhood. Yeah. Why do they have to go and make a new one? We had a perfectly good Mario brothers movie. Yeah. With and John Leguizamo and what's his face? Who played Mario? Do we even know? Uh, yeah. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins and then John Leguizamo. They were Mario and Luigi. And then Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Jeff just said it for Mr. Bowser. Yeah, and it I was remember. a great movie, and I watched it so much. I'll never forget to forget when we went to Blockbuster, and when they had it in, I'd always grab the damn movie. Yeah. Hold on. Great movie, Jeff. Can we dissect great. that? Can we rewind a little bit? You said the original Super Mario Brothers was a great movie. Yeah, I did not brother. expect that. I loved it when I was growing up. It's probably, you know, it's just weird and campy. And again, hitting that bizarre 90s thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, I, I, it's not John Wick or something, but it's just a <laughs> Pretty weird. far from John Wick. John it's Wick with weird. fungus. Well, they did have guns at some point in the game, in the movie. But anyway, it's just a bizarre, weird movie. And I love bizarre, weird movies like that, that just don't take themselves seriously. And that's what that movie was. Or maybe I was just a kid and I loved it because it was, again, weird. And I liked Yoshi and it had a weird... Yoshi raptor. was a like an actual raptor dinosaur yeah, type. Yeah, like a raptor, wasn't it? and I yeah. was like, that's cool. So I just love it for that. 
and the Goombas were just these horrifying, yes. disgusting-looking, yes. micro-head freaks. That I, I think I remember. I was kind of freaked out by those as a kid. I was like, these are not the friendly little mushroom guys. That was my profile picture on Facebook for a number of years, just the Goomba guy. <laughs> I loved him so much. I, You know what? I'm kind of in Jeff's camp here. I enjoyed the movie. I didn't hate it. It was just really weird. Like when you're a kid and you're playing Super Mario Brothers, the video game, and you're now watching a live action movie, yeah. it's it's hard to piece everything together. Like, wait, who's that? And there's some huge titted black chick with jumper boots. I don't know what that's about, but she's got like the super gun. Uh, and then the bob there. So there's a lot of decent references. But then I remember the fungus guy just in the, the tube. Uh, he was a little bit scary. Um, scary. It was a scary movie. This was practically yeah. a horror film. Yeah. I it, did not have the same experience you guys did. I it, remember seeing it as a kid. I was really excited to see it because I loved Mario. But then I remember walking out of the theater thinking, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I just it, I didn't say that because I was a is, little child. I would never is. have cursed. But I was like, that was not... What was Bowser? He's a random dude until the very end. And he, I think he like devolved into... A dinosaur but even then it didn't look like bowser i was yeah i was i yeah. was a little freaked a little disturbed by the original super mario brothers movie yeah somebody wrote it somebody shot it and and they lost money on it <laughs> like it was a oh yeah it's like a 50 million dollar budget and they only made like four i mean they made 40 million let's put it that way but think about it all the people that were in theaters so ready to be like all right it's the super mario brothers movie you know and they did the what glug 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 that was their little thing i don't know why they never did that in the mario brothers game uh but i i don't know like it was a very weird different take and i think john leguizamo and bob hoskins still to this day just despise being a part of that movie if you ever talked to him. <laughs> I think Bob Hoskins had no clue what the movie was about, but he needed money. I mean, a lot of actors in Hollywood do that, but uh, I don't know. It was it was weird. It was campy. It was interesting. And, I had uh, read somewhere recently, I think it was probably Reddit, but somebody was saying how the original film was not Mario Brothers at all. It was like a completely, it was like a dystopian sci-fi movie. And somebody took it and made it into a Mario Brothers movie. And that kind of made sense to me. I was like, yeah. okay, that sounds believable because it doesn't seem like a Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. No. it Basically what it is, let's be honest, everybody out there, listen in. This is a like million-dollar budget fifth element movie. What the fifth yeah. element was was fantastic, but this movie was like, we're almost there, but we're in kindergarten, and they're fucking like doctorate degree. And yeah. that's that's what this movie was. It's like one inth of a of a Fifth Element movie, for sure. If we could put it that way, but I mean but that was video the- game films back back in the day. Like video game, they do not yeah. movies co- who that are coming from movies from video games. Black can't yeah, but, talk to but me. like oh. they don't have a good track record, and that's what they were back in the day. They they were they still don't have a good bad. track record. The best adaptation of a game that just came out was The Last of Us. Outside of that, there has been nothing. You tell but me, there's another- Sonic. Sonic and Mario. Yeah, okay. Then those are two very new ones. But outside That's of what that... I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think that we are kind of reaching a new age with video game films because the two Sonic movies were great. They weren't like blockbuster. Awesome. They, you know, they weren't like Fifth Element great. They weren't Godfather movies. Um, I was trying to think of like a one, like a great movie to compare it to and just Fifth Element popped out of my <laughs> Because, Eric, yeah. you just mentioned it. Bad example. Not a great movie. I love it. 
Yeah. We all love Fifth Element, right? Oh, absolutely. But no, what I was trying to say was like the two Sonic the Hedgehog movies that came out weren't like spectacular, but they were really good compared, especially compared to like what we used to get. The yeah. freaking Mario Brothers movie in the 90s. Mortal Kombat. And the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie that just came out, what I think was very good. And um, you just said Last of Us, the TV series, you know? So maybe we're turning a corner here. Maybe yeah. we're going to start getting more good video game movies. Well, I don't here's know. the problem. People fuck it up at times, though. Like Halo that just came out a couple years ago, that was a huge fuck up. People Horrible. hated it. Horrible. But yeah. we got to give credit to the original Super Mario Brothers movie because that was the first in history video game to ever be turned into live action. So they was paved, it really? It was. They paved the way for other movies like Mortal Kombat. There was no Pac-Man <laughs> movie before that. <laughs> no. But like they were the first to give it a shot and go for it. And hey, they actually didn't lose that much money. So, But it was, it was an interestingly interesting take on the Super Mario Brothers world. But since I said, then, was it really like I was surprised? But now that I'm thinking about it, that makes sense because there weren't a lot of video games prior. <laughs> like, no, very... nobody, nobody was making a Pong movie in the oh 1980s. My God. I think that was there's probably a porno Pong called just <laughs> although there is a Tetris movie coming out. It's called Porn, I think, Tron. with a G at Tron the end. Cool. I love Tron. Tron, yeah. But that was that was no, there a that Tron was game before the movie came out. They, well, it was uh, no movie, movie based off of a game, no yeah. movie based off of a game, but then it became a real game. It is a real, yeah, it is a game now. So it's a retro arcade near me where you can play Tron. Now it's got roller coasters, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll see. I would love, I mean, we're all video game guys. I would love to see more video game movies being made in our lifetime. Just fucking do it right. Take your time and don't be an asshole. And, uh, you know, actually find somebody that enjoys and has played the source material. That's about it. Yeah. That's That's all we ask. We're not uh, we're not too picky here at the uh, Revenge of the Triforce pod, you know. Don't try to take the characters that everyone loves and make some <laughs> dystopian science fiction film about a future with fungus and yes. evil, nasty looking leprechaun goombas. Don't give us a shitty Fifth Element before Fifth <laughs> Element, please. Um, all right, guys, I gotta I gotta pivot really quick because Jeff, your bizarre '90s movies sparked interest in me. Um, I want to go back and just talk about our fashion in the '90s, just. Us personally, or us in general in the world, I feel like it was, besides maybe, you know, like the 70s had like the, the you know, bell bottoms and the afros and whatever, and the 80s had crazy ass perms and shit. We in the 90s, though, let, let me tell you something, folks, those of you that were there, you know, but we had things like Janko jeans, mm. all right? And we would put our Walkman down in our shins and walk through the halls. <laughs> We'd just like, be kicking our Walkman down. Like, like we're not growing up in the most white privileged area in America. Um, you know, we had puka shell necklaces. Uh, I personally had t- uh, frosted tip hair. Like, mm. I just want to go back to the fashion era of the 90s and just like, let's reminisce about it for just a few minutes. What are some of those other things you guys had or thought of? Like, what were some of those styles, the clothing, the things that were just there, right? Nowadays, I'll use the the kid, the kid terminology. You know, so cringe, right? What was so cringe about us growing up in the '90s with our fashion? When I think Jenko of jeans. '90s, yeah, Jenko jeans. I didn't I have Jenko jeans. One. I had Jenko jeans. Oh yeah, I had a couple pairs just in well, case one yeah, was I dirty. <laughs> Like, like, like tie dye shirts. We were all big in a tie dye dye shirt. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. Remember? I, oh yeah. 
spin that machine. But I like, had a tie-dye shirt that was a, a Jesus fish. It was just tie-dye. Oh, and yeah. My parents were so proud of me for wearing that. I would wear that everywhere. <laughs> I think, I, think wait, I had oh. one that was a cross, too. I was really in. <laughs> I was a good Christian boy back then, and I would wear shirts about how you're going to go to hell if you don't. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I, I had a tie-dye shirt. I'm pretty sure I had a cross one and a fish one. But I, I didn't have Jinkos. I wasn't very fashionable in the 90s, guys. I remember the bowl cuts. You remember the bowl haircuts? Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have one of those, but I had, I had curly hair. I had poofy, curly hair that would just explode. And I remember in the early 90s, I had a mullet. I don't know why. I don't know why my parents allowed me to have a mullet. <laughs> and then later on, when I was like later elementary school, middle school, I would I would comb my hair straight back because that was like the only way I could get it to cooperate and not put. I would just comb it straight back. And kids at school called me Beast from X Men because that's what my <laughs> hair looked like. They were like, "Oh, look! Here comes Beast!" Like it was very, it was embarrassing. I wasn't a very fashionable kid, oh, so I'd come into I'd be at school with my Beast haircut and my thick glasses and my Jesus fish tie dye shirt. And I feel like in my regular ass jeans because I didn't I wasn't allowed to wear jinkos. <laughs> I feel like I also wore like the swishy pants, like the whoosh, 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 you know, like the just you know you're ready to go play a baseball game or basketball game or something. You bust those bad boys off. Um, what else was there? God, there was like um, the fucking starter jackets. I don't mm. know if you guys had your favorite team. Didn't have those either. Jacket. God, I had wasn't like, cool enough for that either. I nope. had Notre Dame for no reason. No reason. I just liked the colors, and I was always talking about in, like, fourth, fifth grade, like, I'm going to go to Notre Dame. No clue. I've never watched Rudy. There was no inspiration for it. I just, I think oh it was. Oh, my God. It was, like, one of the only three starter jackets at Kohl's that day, so I had to buy one. I still, okay. I still remember. I was in fifth grade. I, a conversation I had with my friend, Zach, who's, you guys know Zach. Oh, yeah. I'm, I go to school. I'm telling Zach, hey, I just got a new coat for wintertime i was all excited about my new coat he looks at me and he's like oh awesome what kind of coat is it bulls blackhawks white Sox, cubs <laughs> bears i look at him and i'm like uh it's blue <laughs> it's just the color blue i didn't have i didn't i wasn't cool enough to have a starter jacket back then but he just assumed that's what he assumed it was because that's what everybody wore oh yeah then. Just pop that bad boy like, off. You're ready blue. for school. It was just a blue poofy coat, a you, nerdy poofy blue coat. I like that, Jeff. Yeah, I don't think you had a starter jacket, Jeff. If I recall, no way. I, I had like windbreakers, those cool big giant. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah. And the, cool. the '90s was very just colorful and went, oh like, yeah, very colorful shapes and. Tommy wears more 90s now probably than he did in the 90s with your I do. I am wearing, right now, I'm wearing tie-dye Crocs, and I feel like Crocs, if they were around in the 90s, would have been huge. Yeah. Well, you also have the, am I the right? bandana you yeah. wear with the cool, like, cup you would get at. Oh, the headbands? Yeah, I do wear a lot of colorful headbands. I feel like those are very 90s. Good, yeah. I think it's coming back now. I think it's because our generation is the one in charge now we're kind of like the trendsetters hey everybody follow us we're cool yep uh no we're not cool but we decide what's cool right yeah um and i think a lot of the you know that's why a lot of 90s stuff is coming back now because we're well we're in charge we're nostalgic we want to we want to relive our glory days you know yeah and i feel like i gotta throw this out there that the 90s fashion it was the last time the more 90s you looked the cooler you were. 
right? Like if you lean into it and you wear the colorful shit and the weird ass shit, nobody judged anybody, right? Like I feel like mm-hmm. no matter what you wore, everybody was wearing 90s shit. So even if you had the starter jacket or a fanny pack or puka shell necklace, like you were all still cool and nobody really made fun of you. Like even like a corn t-shirt or whatever the fuck, like <laughs> nobody even cared. But like, I feel like since then, now everybody, oh shit, Tommy, was that a blue shirt you're wearing on a Tuesday with the full moon? You loser. Is that a you know? color other than gray? What are you doing? <laughs> like what I, are you? I, I, you know, it's always it's always like a fashion competition now. So I wish let's all go back to the nineties. That's our one rot pod wish right now is let's all go back to the nineties and just look ridiculous, dress ridiculous, and not give a fuck. I'm and, I'm with you here. I'm let's do it. I love that. Well, thanks guys for joining me back on that little uh, little fashion trip. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fashionista, but man, that sparked something in me. We just had to go back and talk about it. Can we go back to Rot Pod? I didn't know we were calling it this, but I like it. I think it's good. Rot Can we pod. make that stick? Rot Pod. R-O-T-T Pod. R-O-T-T. Yeah. I feel like, all right, guys, really quick. If R-O-T-T was in the Star Wars universe, what kind of fucking like Imperial Destroyer would that be? Or droid or something? I feel like R-O-T-T. Like a ship called Rot? Or I don't know. You know, like instead of R-T, what is it? Like R-T-R-T? I feel like R-O-T-T would be... R O T T or T two T two. I don't fucking know. What are those big things with the four legs that walk? Oh, A T A T. All right, I fucked up. I fucked up again. I done goofed. Two episodes in a row, Eric. I done goofed. You goofed the Star Wars reference again. I'll put you on the guy. I'll put you on the spot. But let's have you guys answer that next episode. If if R O T T was a Star Wars thing, I want you guys to explain to our audience what it is. Okay. Okay. Love you for it. Sleep on it. I mean, we can do a whole episode on it. You wanna, <laughs> we, we could literally we could do thirty minutes on it. You want me and Jeff to do thirty minutes on? I could I could inventing sit here and I'll new take Star notes. Wars. I'll take notes. <laughs> Don't <laughs> tempt us. Tommy and I for thirty minutes could just sit here and tell you how we'll assimilate you. Eric's over here threatening us with a good time. <laughs> I'll do it all day, all day. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Why don't you take us away with uh, our our best segment that we have here on Rot Pod? Yeah. I, I, Wonder what we're going to get this week because, again, we don't listen to these until we put them up. Oh, can I say something real quick? Sorry, because we for, we were going to talk about this in the beginning. We forgot. I just want to oh, say yeah. thanks to everyone who voted in the poll on Instagram. Lots of people voted about their favorite uh, video game growing up. And, man, Oregon Trail just ran away with that competition. Oregon Trail got, like, 65% of the vote. StarCraft got four votes. Oh, my <laughs> so God. At 2%, which was four votes. But, like... Oh, like 150 people voted for Oregon Trail. So people really, a lot of people really love that game. And I think it's because we all played it in school. It was yeah. educational, you know? People, this week we should ask uh, new or old Super Mario Brothers or new one. Yes. Oh, God. I think I have an, I think I, I think that would go about the same way. Yeah. Let's keep pulling. We love your feedback, everybody. Like the polls. Yeah. Thank you for participating. I'm so glad you all died. And his messages too. We'll give you shout outs. Yeah, yeah, and I think one little shout out we want to make, uh, Jeff, we saw recently is uh, the Cronin brothers. We got to have them on at some point, or at least uh, introduce them. Um, you guys had some memories growing up. We all hung out growing up as kids, and they love the podcast. So shout out to you guys. But uh, yeah, Tommy, thanks for doing that poll and Oregon Trail. I mean, how could you go wrong? It was yeah, all in our hearts. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, here is here is your Dave safety tip of the week. 
If you've ever been to a retail store, you may have come across a box with two people silhouetted carrying an object between them, usually stating Team Lift. Now, one may think this box is not very heavy and try to pick it up themselves from a stack about waist height, at which time they find themselves struggling in a desperate attempt to put the object back down. They let it slide along their pelvis, landing hard back on the stack, crushing their penis.